I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host in Denver, Colorado, James uh, Salinas. James, we have some breaking news out of uh, college football world. Um, And it's the SEC, too. So important news right now. Uh, because the, the Tennessee Volunteers, they dismissed quarterback uh, Caden Salter, uh, who was a top 50 recruit. Uh, he was competing to be the starter uh, for the Volunteers out there in Tennessee. Um, their win total is at six right now, uh, having to dismiss uh, a quarterback that was competing to be the starter. Well, I think for Tennessee, they have the transfer portal. They got a number of players that come in and out of the transfer portal for them. So I don't know if I don't know if a a, a freshman quarterback here that, however highly touted he was coming in, who knows what the deal was with him getting suspended or or getting kicked off the team in this matter, like you said, uh, whether that's going to change my mind. I wasn't liking where vol- the the Tennessee Volunteers were going this season anyhow, and had nothing to do with the the freshman quarterback coming in, and we saw the the end of last season as far as the the quarterback carousel that was for Tennessee but ultimately being in that SEC being in that division in the SEC is going to be a challenge and I think that's 
That, that's a that's a program that is in rebuild mode. So new coach coming over, yeah, you're gonna have to send a message and establish a new culture there. And sometimes you've got to set the example. And who knows what the young fellow was getting himself into or what the deal was. So don't want to speculate there. But you know, if you're gonna go that far where you kick him out of the kick him off the ball club, obviously that not only sends a message to the young guy, but also Pritch, what does that send the message to the rest of the young players on that team? That they can go into the transfer portal. <laughs> that's I mean, that's what we're seeing. These kids. Man, they don't care. They'll they'll go to the transfer portal. Uh, you know, especially if they're not getting playing time. But this is a freshman. Uh, I agree, though. Josh Heupel, uh, he's going to have to establish some parameters uh, with this program. And you know, you look at their win total six within the SEC. Not off to a great start, but yet uh, it, it could be somebody else who steps up uh, at quarterback for the Volunteers. That was Milton that transferred from Michigan. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think he needed to get away from. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with Harbaugh in Michigan right now, and uh, that that program. But and Hooker coming over from Virginia Tech, and we really don't know who the starter was going to be. And maybe maybe there was no chance of that freshman even seeing the field this year. And no, you know they sometimes. Get yourself out of there, but you don't want to get yourself out of there to that degree. You might have to have a yeah red flags wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in this case here, just it, it, there's a lot of work to be done in Tennessee, and it had nothing to do with the freshman quarterback whether they were going to be successful or not. I still think it's going to be a challenge for the Volunteers to be able to beat that season win total. And I, I I didn't like them to get there to begin with, and now this news, yeah, maybe that does send a message for the fellas. It could, could send them tell them you're going to take the transfer portal, but also maybe depending on what the issue was, also sends a message like, look, whatever was tolerated in the past or wherever you're coming from, uh, this is what this is what our culture is going to be like right. here, and it's going to start with accountability based on behavior or who knows what the deal was, but uh, plenty of lessons learned and maybe some talking points there going forward for Coach Heupel to, to say this is, the, this is a new Tennessee volunteer uh, ball club going forward, and this is what the expectation is going to be for everybody, regardless of how highly touted you are. Well, I mean, it's a big program too, but uh, okay, you look at the SEC and, and the fact that how you're trying to recruit and what you have to do to recruit, uh, whether it's a transfer portal or not, uh, but yet you're up against it trying to c- uh, compete and recruit against Georgia and, and Alabama, and okay, you're losing top 50 prospects because of discipline problems, and uh, you know, like you said, you never know what the discipline problem can be, uh, but you have to set those parameters though, uh, especially if you're Josh Heupel right now. Absolutely, yeah. and, and most likely it's, it's justified as to whatever happened. Again, don't want to speculate here, but thinking, yeah, this is not just, it's not all of a sudden you come in as the new coach Hypo coming in and we're going to have a complete turnaround in year one takes time, right? You know that full well, Pritch, the, the amount of time with you going in to CU and where the CU program was back mm-hmm. before you got there, what that looked like in the 80s and the turnaround that McCartney went through with that program didn't just happen in one season. No, it did not. Uh, took a lot of time uh, right there. Uh, we got uh, game three, Phoenix Suns and Clippers. Uh, the line is frozen right now. Clippers catching a point. Uh, 221 and a half uh, is the total in this game. Big game. Uh, looking forward to that matchup as well. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard uh, live from Las Vegas. Uh, James Salinas, your host out there live in Denver, Colorado. Uh, James, player props for game three. Uh, in this big game, a huge game for the Clippers for sure. Uh, Paul George sitting at 30 and a half points. Uh, these are totals here eight and a half rebounds, assist five and a half. Uh, I could bet under on that one. Uh, and three points, two and a half uh, three pointers for Paul George. 
Yeah, you're talking about the Paul George piece of betting under. And <laughs> I, I think, yeah, he's going to get his shots off tonight. And I think he's going to be looking to be very aggressive and mm-hmm. not only redeem himself uh, for missing those two free throws late in the game in that fourth quarter against the Suns, uh, but also he has not shot the ball very well, had not shot the ball particularly well, especially from the outside in that game, one of eight. Suspect he'll shoot better this time around. Can't do any worse, right? You only got, <laughs> there's only one way you can go when you're shooting the basketball and you go one of eight from three point range. But thinking about the assists and how much is he looking to be trying to be a facilitator for the team right right now he is the leader of that team but I think he's going to feel like he's got to have to lead this team based on the offensive end of the floor with putting the ball in the basket as opposed to facilitating and trusting other teammates to put the ball in the hole so yeah I think looking at some of these props that might be one area that I'd be looking at as far as as far as the assists were concerned to look at the under uh, we talked about the points earlier 30 and a half points seems like a tall number but I think he's going to get there because he's going to take every opportunity to get there. And three-pointers at two and a half. He has been shooting. Now, sometimes he falls in love. He takes tough shots, and then he makes some tough shots and then starts to fall in love with some of those deeper shots. And how aggressive is he going to be? I guess that's going to be the key here. How aggressive is he going to try to be not only get better shots on the floor tonight, but also get to the free throw line? And how does that impact the the three-pointers for for Paul George tonight. Even still, I think he is going to be that somebody that's going to look to fill it up. So two and a half, three-pointers. Can he hit three? Yes. Does he shoot enough to be able to hit three? I think so. He's yeah. averaging seven to eight three-pointers per game. Uh, just looking at Paul George to get started with these props here, that's probably the look. Over three and a half, three-pointers, under with his assist, and then over with his point total to dominate the basketball, trying to lead his team to a win. Yeah, I mean, that hoop's going to look a, a little bit bigger, too, at home. Um, look, he was one of eight. Uh, on the road, uh, he took uh, 23 shots uh, from the field uh, and still scored 26 points uh, in that game two matchup. And so uh, eating at him in terms of missing those free throws and knowing that he has to be the guy uh, and knowing also that uh, Payne outplayed him or outscored him anyway, I mean, I'm sure he heard all that. Uh, so a motivated Paul George looking to go over that total 30 and a half. How about Jackson, uh, 18 and a half points, uh, three and a half rebounds, two and a half three-pointers. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's such a streaky shooter. We know he's got plenty of confidence, and he's going to put that ball up tonight. When it's not Paul George shooting, he is going to be the second second in command to be able to put the ball in the basket or take the attempts to put the ball in the basket for Reggie Jackson. And I think the, the three-pointers more like – I mean, he does tend to shoot the ball a lot from the outside, obviously, does does Jackson. And, and just a few missed shots is not going to deter him and his confidence level to be able to continue to take those shots. And then you're going to see a desperate effort out of the Clippers tonight and it's uh, they have to have this game obviously to to continue on in this series you'd lose this game tonight down three nothing it's all over so yeah I think here it's going to be between those two players okay. both Jackson as well as George to fill it up tonight and I think for Jackson maybe the three pointers over two and a half as well as that's kind of correlated with the 18 and a half points I don't like the assist piece because I think there's another one uh, as far as Reggie Jackson's concerned mm-hmm. never met a shot he didn't like to shoot <laughs> How about the other side with Booker, uh, the return of Chris Paul? Uh, Booker's 28.5 points. Um, uh, look, I, the Clippers did a nice job on him, I believe, uh, in, in matching up and certainly making things difficult for him. Uh, but he had DeAndre Ayton, so that uh, bailed out Booker in terms of uh, trying to rise up and be that superstar again in game two. He is a superstar. 28.5 points, though, uh, with Chris Paul back on the floor. 6.5 assists, uh, and then also 2.5 three-pointers. 
I'm going right to the assist for Booker. I don't think he gets there at six and a half assists. He's not going to be, he, he's not, not that he was facilitating anyhow. He is the off-ball guard, but I think with the absence of Chris Paul the last couple games, taking more of an offensive leadership role, not only scoring the basketball like we saw in game one, but also trying to get other teammates involved and, and getting guys to where he's not having to force shots. You did see a much better concerted effort defensively out of the Clippers to to double and get, get physical with him, and they they got physical with him in that game. I'm not sure what his status is with the the bridge of his nose. Is it just the laceration, or did it actually was it actually broken? It didn't look too good on that sideline <laughs> and playing through it here. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to get involved with any of these props uh, with his point total here with Booker. I think Paul Paul's always kind of the wild card. We know he's going to facilitate and he has the ability to get his teammates involved to get good looks when he sets them up to be successful shooting the basketball and puts them in those right spots. But sometimes Paul takes on the onus to be able to score too and I think I'll stay away completely from Chris Paul's stats here but looking at the assist for Booker sitting at six and a half mm-hmm. I think when he's catches the basketball tonight when he's running through the floor of the offense with Paul running the show tonight coming back for game three I think the opportunities for Booker to score are going to intensify because he's not going to have to work as hard it's going to be Chris Paul that's going to be taking on the bulk of that work to get them into their sets into their offense to be able to facilitate and get guys open looks and I think when when Booker does catch the basketball, he's going to have opportunities to score the ball rather than look to defer again. So six and a half assists for Booker, I don't think it gets there. Okay, now I cash a ticket on DeAndre Ayton, uh, but I don't know if I want to chase that again because he's 15 and a half uh, points. Uh, ten and a half rebounds. The reason why I don't know if I want to chase it again is because he had 12 points in that first quarter. Uh, and then I sat and sweat it uh, until the third quarter, deep in the third quarter. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? As the Suns got away from DeAndre Ayton, uh, I think the Clippers will have some focus on him, certainly if they can neutralize the backcourt too, uh, depending on how effective uh, Chris Paul will be. Uh, so what do you think about Ayton in his situation, player props, 15 and a half points? Yeah, I mean, right now he scored 24 in the last game. You talked about 12 early, and and they he got a lot of it got got a lot of offense early through the flow of the offense. Not that they were running sets specifically for him, but I think now having Chris Paul back and knowing that not only getting his getting his teammates involved, but you want to play inside out too, so that there is the threat. Open up that open up those those driving lanes with the threat of DeAndre Ayton to be able to score inside, and then that really opens up the passing lanes for the perimeter shooters for the Phoenix Suns here. I'd probably be still inclined because I think with the matchup with DeAndre Hayden, I don't, can Zubak stay out there and hang with him? Can't do that. Right. Boogie Cousins goes out there and he can't play defense without fouling and, and being demonstrative and, and getting himself in trouble. I don't know how many minutes we see out of Boogie Cousins tonight. I don't think Zubak can, can hang with him. He's not athletic enough and that's the biggest difference Pritch, with this series against the Jazz where Gobert was not any type of threat outside of the lob off some kind a ball screen. Uh, Aiton has much more polished his game offensively as far as his shooting touch, knowing where his spots are on the floor that he likes to finish from, uh, and also obviously being able to finish at the rim. Probably still would look to, I think this is still a strength for the Suns and a poor matchup for the Clippers here. I'd still be looking to bet his point total over sitting at 15 and a half. Yeah, it's always fun to bet uh, these games, uh, whether you're betting size totals or even player props. Uh, so looking for some interesting uh, uh, developments here in that game. Uh, also, the, the sports betting world just fascinates me sometimes, James, uh, as a former player. Uh, the fact that you can bet on the misery of others uh, fascinates me. Uh, so here's why. Uh, discussions between the 76ers and Ben Simmons uh, about the All-Stars uh, future in Philadelphia are underway. 
Um, DraftKings has posted odds for Simmons' next team already. Uh, we have odds on the misery of Simmons going through the fact, okay, is he going to stay with Philly or is somebody going to trade for him? Uh, so here's the odds if you're, if you're interested. Uh, Philadelphia to stay for Ben Simmons to stay there is plus 225. Uh, to get traded to the Blazers, uh, plus 450. The Wizards, plus 650. The Spurs on the list uh, up there at eight, uh, plus 800. I, who wants Ben Simmons right now? Who wants yeah. the, the you're, you're getting good. You know what you're going to get a bit out of Ben Simmons on the defensive end. And, mm-hmm. and I guess it's a matter of the fit for him coming in, because if, if he has to be one of your primary scorers, that's not a fit that you're looking for as far as the trade is concerned. And, you know, right now, offensively, no confidence to shoot the basketball, doesn't even want to try to attempt to shoot the basketball. Such a rarity in this league nowadays where everybody, I need my touches. I need my touches. He's like, like, I'll get you your touches as long as I don't have to. It comes out of the passing game, not me shooting the basketball. I don't know who wants him, Pritch. Where is he going to go? Plus the fact that he's got a massive contract. So you're not only taking on somebody who's very challenged offensively, not only from the physical standpoint, but really between the ears right now, zero confidence to, to shoot and make shots. But then who wants to take on that contract as well? Like uh, This is this has got to be, in a sense, a, a, where is a good fit? Is Are the Warriors a good fit? fit for him to go to Golden State and he's not going to be especially if Clay Thompson uh, can Kelly Constant come back and be healthy mm-hmm. we know what Curry is we know what the backcourt looks like let's just say Clay Thompson does come back and he is healthy here uh, now you've got that tandem where yeah Ben Simmons you don't have to you can facilitate the offense you don't have to score you don't have to shoot uh, because you're going to have plenty of players uh, teammates here to keep that defense honest that they can't leave and then the other side now you can defend and you can defend whether it's so there's times where he can defend one through four, even with his size, sometimes one through five, maybe that's a good landing spot. I don't know. Can they take on that contract? That's a massive contract to take on. Yeah, what about a player? I don't see a team like the Denver Nuggets, and maybe they're not in play. I'm just thinking of the Nuggets and how they're structured. Jamal Murray at some point going to come back next year, and we know how that offense facilitates facilitates through the point center position with Nikola Jokic, and and then it's D- Jamal Murray who's cleaning up and making plenty of plays offensively to where they need help on the defensive side and somebody that can be versatile. I think they hope that Aaron Gordon would be that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and offensively was kind of challenged there, but it more so offensively challenged because they lost Jamal Murray as that, you know, that 1A and 1B tandem with with Jokic being able to score. That could be a good landing spot. Can they get? Can they ship off Michael Porter Jr.? Now, he's never meant a shot. He didn't right. like to shoot, and he has plenty of confidence when it comes to, to shooting the basketball, especially from the perimeter. I don't know. I don't know how those things match up when it comes to contracts. I'm just trying to think. If you were going to do this, you'd really have to think about which team can take on the contract mm-hmm. and, and then which team can bring him on to where you are not going to be, forget about primary score, uh, you may be the fifth off the option offensively because we're solid offensively. We need some that can more so facilitate and especially defend because he is such a versatile talent right. on the defensive side because of his size. Well, several things here about Ben Simmons and, and the misery and betting on the misery of Ben Simmons to see what happens next. Uh, and so you brought up some very valid points here. Uh, one, uh, can you correct or, or fix Ben Simmons in terms of uh, turning him into some type of offensive um, threat? Uh, you know, certainly a score. But, um, okay, what do you do with a 6'10", 6'11", point guard? Um, 
Uh, and okay, which teams uh, would take that on? You talked about the, the salary or, or the contract. I mean, I've seen the NBA wash contracts before, um, but uh, just in terms of betting, uh, OKC at 12 to 1, where players go to disappear, uh, that could be attractive even. Um, but yeah, my question to you, though, do you think Ben Simmons, uh, can they fix uh, what's ailing him right now? It, well, it's it's not so much they can he fix okay. it. I think it's on it's on the player in this case, right? He, he's going to have to get to a point where whatever you got to do to work at your game, yeah, fundamental fundamental piece is one thing. That was his whole not coming out of school was didn't have a jump shot. Now a few years later, still doesn't have a jump shot. Mm. I don't know the kid's work ethic. Maybe he works really hard at it and he's and it's not like the form is terrible. We've seen plenty of other guys with terrible form come into this league and be able to knock down shots. So much of it is confidence, but when you get to a certain point where your confidence is shook, do the the you know the horse whisperer, the shooting whisperer, who's going to be that that guru to be able to help work him not only through the fundamental aspect of his jump shot, but being able to to get to build some confidence. I don't know, at this point here, sometimes Sometimes you are just what you are, and you play to your strengths. You're not a you're not a shooter. You're not a scorer in a sense, even though you should be able to finish at the rim and be confident when you get inside the paint to put it up there. Yeah, can that be fixed? I think so, but it's got to start with Ben Simmons first because it's if he can't fix it within his within his own mindset here. I don't care who your best shooting gurus you try to pair him up with. If the confidence is shot, they're not going to be able to fix it. Yeah, USA basketball is going to be out here uh, pretty soon, uh, James, as well. Uh, commitment for the USA men's basketball team. Uh, you got KD, um, you got Dame Lillard, uh, Devin Booker's on this thing, Tatum's on it, uh, Beal, Middleton, uh, Adebayo, um, Holiday, Love, and Grant. I mean, all those names right there are certainly uh, spectacular. How about the odds? Men's Olympic team, uh, the win gold, minus 360 right now. Um, Spain's 10 to 1. Uh, James, with that makeup of a USA basketball, men's USA basketball team, uh, you want to lay to 360 or, or, or take a shot at somebody else here? <laughs> I'll take the former. Just lay the 360. Yeah, I mean, who And think about how the trapezoid, the, the lane is, if they're still doing that. now. This is not a post game anymore. It's, you're not trying to get into the post. This is this is a it's a it's a three point game. And I know that the international, I think the three point is even closer to the rim than what the NBA is and opens the floor. I, I, just looking at that list you just read off and don't see a whole lot of defensive players on that list right there. <laughs> You don't. Curious how Kevin. I'm not sure why Kevin Love. All of a sudden, now Kevin Love's healthy to go to the mm-hmm. Olympics. Okay, uh, I don't know. See how many minutes he's going to get on the floor. But I mean, you're just going to. Can you bet totals? I really haven't bet Olympics. But if I was going to do, yeah, I'm going to bet. I'll lay the 360 with USA to win the gold medal. But if they're betting game by game, do they put totals on that? I mean, where are you going to see a team total less than? I'm not sure what the number is going to be. But man, are you going to bet under in any of those games? You're talking about the the totals related to USA men's basketball in the Olympics coming up next month. I'm not. I think it's just score, 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 and the other teams just try to keep up. That is a great point. There, there are no defenders on this list uh, at all, really. I mean, uh, what if they do run? Maybe up against- Draymond. Yeah, maybe, and maybe Draymond. Right. I mean, that's but that's all on the ball. But yeah. you know, in this case here, a lot of times you think about Spain and the, the Gasol that they right. like to try to pound the USA on the interior. So, are they going to do that? This is going to let them go ahead and score on the inside, take the ball to the net. Let's run. Let's go five <laughs> on five the other way, transition and finish. Land the three sixty. You're hoping uh, for uh, that team to not have an off night uh, shooting the hoop, uh, shooting the basketball right there. Uh, the Benz Olympics team. Uh, excited 
exciting when they're out here in Vegas. Uh, you got the, the Summer G League as well, so looking forward to that. Uh, coming up next on the program, we're going to go to the National Football League with some play, player props. Uh, that's coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today.
With the current meet ending Saturday at Churchill Downs, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod offers a preview from Louisville. Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen will discuss his plans for the summer, plus his pursuit of the North American record for most wins by a trainer. Churchill Downs TV analyst Scott Shapiro will look at the Stephen Foster stakes in other races on the card as well. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello will handicap weekend races around the country. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is available for download every Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts and sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you. Uh, James has traveled to the National Football League. Uh, player props uh, on the board right now. Uh, would you rather style here? So um, we have these player props. Joe Burrow or Russell Wilson over 42.50 and a half passing yards. Uh, would you rather have Joe Burrow or Russell Wilson? This will be by default. I'll take Russell Wilson, but the default is that I don't want Joe Burrow because I don't think he should. I don't think he's going to start That's week right. one, and I don't. I don't think he should be starting week mm-hmm. one and be player malpractice if he gets out there. He just had major reconstructive knee surgery back in December. So to be to to say nine months later that knee is completely one hundred percent healthy, and now you're going to get back behind that porous offensive line that we saw last year, and then Coach Zach Taylor. All right. Let's let's drop him back another four, 35, 40, 45. One game he had 60 passing attempts. Yeah, that's going to be a recipe for success to keep your quarterback healthy, the face of the franchise. Let the kid fully heal. You're not going to do anything this year anyhow as far as the Cincinnati Bengals are concerned unless you want to try to compete for third place. You're, you're, you're their last place in, the, in that division in the AFC North. So that's where I'm going here. Joe Burrow, I don't suspect he plays week one. And then even if he does, now the malpractice steps in where does he be <laughs> Is he able to complete right. a 17-week season? Is he going to play you. 17 games? I just don't see it. I, I I think. But, you know, team doctors aside, Pritch, I know team doctors always have the player's best interest, so I'm sure they'll make the right decision that he's fully 100% healed from that major reconstructive oh, that's a rough, yeah. off-season. That's a rough spot I, for I, me, yeah. team doctors, man. Um, right. But I would rather have Russell Wilson over 42.50 and a half uh, passing yards all day, every day. I mean, you're talking about DK Metcalf and – uh, Lockett, I mean, yeah, improved offensive line, too. And if the running game stays healthy, uh, uh, I think Russell Wilson uh, can have a fantastic year with 17 regular season games as well, James. How about this one? Uh, Carson Wentz or Jalen uh, uh, Hurts over under 20, uh, 21 passing yards. Here you go, 3,750 and a half yards um, for Wentz, 3,700 yards and a half for Hurts. Um, would you rather have Wentz or Hurts here with these situations? It's for me. It's Wentz. It, okay. I love the matchup with him going back with Frank Wright, where he worked, where where he was in Philadelphia, and I just think it's the clean start for fresh start for Wentz to get out of Philadelphia. Been playing hero ball. We know he's got a ton of injuries, so staying healthy. It's like anybody else, but Wentz has a, a litany of injuries that he's going to have to to work through and sustain on the field. But think about coming back to Frank Wright. Knows what his strengths are. Being able to get out of Philadelphia, and you know the the ghost of Super Bowl. Pass 
past where he was, in a sense, Wentz banged up and feeling like he had to play hero ball to validate himself as the quarterback that would have led them to that same Super Bowl championship if he would have been healthy. And I think it's a great pairing going to to Indianapolis now, getting out of Philadelphia, getting out of the NFC, and now being not only paired with Frank Wright, but also that offensive line. We just talked about a horrible offensive line with with the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a complete 180. We're going to talk about the offensive line, the strength there of that team in Indianapolis. Tremendous offensive line for for. Carson Wentz to be able to play behind and then a, a coach that understands who Carson Wentz is and will play to his strengths. I think we're going to see it. I think it's a great match and I think we'll see a spectacular season out of Carson Wentz and that Indianapolis Colts offense. That was a little tricky for me because would I rather have Carson Wentz over 37.50 and a half or would I rather have Hertz under 3,700 and a half? You know, so it kind of gets tricky to me a little bit here. But thinking about Hurts, I mean, what are we? It, this is a young quarterback, yeah. and yeah, they're a team that's probably going to be behind quite a bit and a lot of throwing the okay. football there. But now you've got a whole new offense, a whole new scheme coming in, and just now a whole other thing that the young quarterback is going to have to fit into. And uh, what kind of threat are we seeing from that offensive line to establish any kind of consistent running game with Sanders back there to take some pressure off of Hurts? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough <laughs> season for Philadelphia on the offensive side. Make mine Carson Wentz going over that. Going season. over 37 50 and a half passing yards right there for Carson Wentz. Um, it gets interesting, though. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had 1,000 passing yards, uh, even though 15 games now, um, four as a starter. Uh, certainly, he'll have more games as a starter coming up. Uh, also coming up on the program, we return to Major League Baseball to go over some games. Uh, that's coming up next. This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs, all with the VSIN logo, or fun sports betting sayings like, cashing tickets is what it's all about, and it's not under till it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you uh, today. Uh, James, Major League Baseball going over the schedule. We kind of broke it down a little bit, um, a little earlier in the program, but uh, right now focusing on a couple games here. Uh, The Houston Astros on a 10-game winning streak. Uh, They're getting expensive, Uh, certainly if you want to play them. uh, Minus 240 on the road against Detroit. Nine and a half is the total in this one. Yeah, you got to, if you want to continue to stay on that streak, find other ways to get involved. I'm not going to, you know, I'm pretty yeah. frugal when it comes to laying big, big money line prices on favorites. And uh, looking here, getting back into the player or the pitcher's prop market in a sense mm-hmm. and looking at who's on the hill. Now, we talked about this with, with uh, Jeff Erickson at the end of the first hour and looking at pitchers and what, what do we see down the list as far as starting pitchers go today? And not a whole lot of great starting pitchers. F- 
being, uh, you know, starting their games for their respective clubs today. But outside of Louis Garcia, maybe Bueller. Obviously, Bueller for the Dodgers is is a tremendous pitcher. But looking at Garcia here, here's the thing with Garcia. Early in the season, pitched had a couple of stints out of the bullpen. So, and like a lot of pitchers, young pitchers too, starting to they don't tax them early in the season. They work on getting their arm, uh, the the conditioning of their arms, stretching them out as the season progresses. And that's exactly what we've seen out of Louis Garcia. So what I'm looking at here was looking at his outs. His outs are sitting at 17 and a half. It's juiced at a dollar. It's dollar 15 either way. Basically, is he going to go and get you six innings today? And I think he will. Think about the the lineup for the Tigers. Not a good offensive lineup for not a good ball club to begin with for the Tigers. That's why this is sitting at like two and a half dollars in favor mm-hmm. of the Astros. So looking there, I was going to get involved and and take Garcia to go over that total. It, now he's starting to stretch his arm out, like we said. Now this season he hasn't. He, he's had 12 starts and hasn't given up more than three earned runs uh, more than just three times. So I think he's going to have a sustained effort against the Tigers and he's going to get plenty of run support to back him with the way that the Houston Astros are hitting the baseball. Now he went seven innings pitched last Friday, had an extra day of rest, hasn't pitched since last Friday where he had a, uh, gave up just one earned run in those seven innings against the White Sox last week. And he's gone six innings in four out of his last five starts. So you're starting to see Garcia, a really terrific young pitcher. His arms starting to get stretched out here. Not wanting to lay the juice with the Astros. Don't want anything to do with the Tigers in this <laughs> matchup here. So, but laying a dollar fifteen, going with one of the few starting pitchers that I feel like you can you can bank on. I think that's the that's the route I'm going to go. That's the angle I'm going to come at it. Louis Garcia over seventeen and a half outs, laying fifteen cents. Okay, sounds interesting to me right there. Uh, let's move on to this next game, uh, the Washington Nationals at the uh, Miami Marlins. So, uh, here's what I was thinking about the Nationals. I, I wanted them to keep losing because I wanted to see Armageddon in Major League Baseball if Scherzer was going to become available. I was going to see which team was going to go after his services as the Nationals were going to become sellers, right? But uh, they haven't done that, James. They've gone against my plan, and they started to win only four games back uh, in second place in their division right now. On the road, uh, laying $1.11, eight and a half the total against the Marlins. It's it's all about the pitching when it comes to the Nationals, and yeah, they've got some injuries to that pitching staff. But as far as Scherzer was concerned, you know, he he can disrobe right there on the mound and say, "Hey, I'm as the great, I'm the best pitcher I've been uh, my whole career. I'm not using any substances out here. Run your fingers through my hair. Come on, Mr. Umpire, do it. I don't, <laughs> don't do I don't that. Know what's going on? I don't know. Well, they did that right. They made him take his hat off, yeah. and they're rubbing their hands through his hair. And he's like, "I'm a sweaty mess, but feel feel free and go right ahead." I guess. Uh, other duties as assigned is probably in the umpire's contract when it comes to umpiring Major League Baseball games. But uh, looking where I'm going to go here, now this really, this juice really got away. I'm glad I got it earlier. Not that Joe Ross is a guy that I love to bet on, and and when I bet against him a couple weeks ago, he had a spectacular game, and has he, they've shown some regression. But I think here with this Nationals team, thinking about the bullpen, and the last the last few games, last night, a crazy game of how that game ended against the, you know, the last few innings against the Phillies, but thinking about the bullpen, so the bullpen, last two days, they've had to account for nine innings pitched because of what's gone on the last uh, for, with those starters the last couple days. Uh, but they've thrown 186 pitches the last two games. So I think the bullpen is a little taxed here, and they're going to need Joe Ross to have to go out and eat some outs today. And and he's capable of doing that. We, he's always good for giving up a long ball here or there, but it's a very friendly park that they're pitching in down in, in Marlins Park or whatever they call it now for, the, for Miami. I think it's a friendly park to pitch in as well. It's a friendly 
lineup to pitch against. Marlins don't scare you when it comes to stringing hits together. They don't drive the ball over the fence to begin with in that park. And, you know, they're, they're in the bottom, basically the bottom five categories of most all of uh, most all of the offensive categories in Major League Baseball. And then the last three games, three runs the last three games for that anemic Marlins lineup with only three extra base hits. Not a team that's hitting the ball very well. Hadn't been doing it all season long. So I'm going to bet that Ross is going to eat some innings today because of where the bullpen stands and sitting at it was a dollar fifteen when I bet I can't believe this has already moved out to a dollar forty. I don't recommend any ever laying a dollar forty. Again, I'm frugal when it comes to laying big prices and anything when it comes to money lines, but a dollar fifteen was a good price. I think we'll see six innings out of Ross here, even if he gets banged around a little bit by that by that soft mm-hmm. hitting team for the Marlins. I think they just need him to eat some outs and get at least six innings. So at seventeen and a half, I'm laying it. All right. Uh, we had Jeff Erickson from Rotowire on the program earlier. He was talking about the pitching being taxed and, uh, and all, all, all elements, really, uh, the rotations and uh, bullpen. Um, you, you know, looking at some of these games with these totals, you, you got the Cubs and the Dodgers. That totals eight and a half. I'm not touching uh, the line here, uh, but maybe the total. I mean, the Dodgers coming off uh, that intense series against Padres. Well, and, they, and the letdown factor when yeah. you're coming off that intense series, although getting they haven't been able to scratch out any runs either. Now, Bueller on the mound, that's always a good bet and a safe bet. I guess the, the wild card here is what are you going to get from Zach Davies? Eh? Mm. Davies is the one that, that has actually pitched relatively well. That's been one that would be somebody that typically I've been fading against. The last three starts, though, I mean, he, he's gone six innings. Uh, he did get tagged against Miami light-hitting team there that we just talked about last Friday, but Sometimes Zach Davies has been able to throw out a number of gems, throw that one aside. And aside from that, the last two months, he's only had one game where he's given up more than three earned runs in any of his starts. Maybe if we're looking to do that, I tell you, I totally stay away from the Dodgers bullpen, Rich. I don't yeah. want anything to do with the Dodgers bullpen. If we're looking at first five, though, it's sitting at four and a half. It's juiced to the over. Uh, it's sitting with four and a half. I'd be looking at the under at even money first five. I think four and a half under with Davies, the way that he's been pitching a little light-handed for for the Dodgers coming back after getting swept by the Padres and, and the fact that Bueller is such an ace on the mound that's probably the route I'd go under four and a half first five yeah enough with the pitchers undressing too by the way I mean okay we had it we, we get it uh, move on from that uh, come up next on the program our senior NBA expert Jonathan Von Tobles he's in studio with us so we'll get his thoughts on the playoffs in the association that's coming up next From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Sign up with uh, BetMGM and turn $1 wager into $100 with the Clippers or Suns if either team hits a three. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1 800 522 4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1 800 270 7117 for help in Michigan. 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800 889 9789. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. 
Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Uh, happy to have in studio with us right now, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA expert. JVT, what's up, man? How's it going? Good. Feeling good. You know, it's bittersweet. Where I, I keep saying that we're almost at the end, which is kind of sad, even though we do have some games left to go, obviously. But yeah. uh, conference finals already, man. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So I thought you were going to bring up your Clippers, meaning bittersweet yeah. that they're down 0-2 at home. But so I have. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. So I have become. So I'm, I'm kind of indignant on this. And actually, a brand new episode of Hardwood Handicappers is out today, and I, I mentioned this. Um, I haven't, I've become indignant on the fact that, I don't know if you remember right, I wrote a piece right after they beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. They're the team to be in the Western Conference. Thoroughly believed it. Got a ticket on them at 11-1 to uh, when they were down 3-2 to the Dallas Mavericks. And when they were beating up on Utah in those two games in L.A., felt completely vindicated about it. Then Kawhi goes down. Yeah. And they still beat Utah right. in those two games. You know, This was a deep team. This is a good team. And Marcus Morris is a little banged up. We'll see what happens. But it does suck because uh, they looked like they were uh, thrived to potentially challenge Phoenix for that Western Conference title for sure. JVT now with Chris Paul looks like he's going to be back out on the court tonight. And let's just assume Chris Paul getting out there is going to be healthy and mm-hmm. whatever COVID protocol he had to go through, he's going to be the Chris Paul that we saw throughout the play, especially in that Denver series. So dominant play that he was out there for his team. What are we looking at pace of play here when Chris Paul is on the floor and when he's not on the floor with his teammates? Because I'm looking at the total here and it's roughly as it's sitting around 221, 221 and a half. It keeps getting bet up here. What do you see as far as place of play when Chris Paul is on the floor with the Phoenix Suns? Well, we know it, right? Because he only missed James two games in the regular season. And in the regular season, uh, this Suns team was about 26th in terms of pace on the year. So we know that they're going to be a very slow paced team with Chris Paul back in control. Uh, We know that he likes to dictate almost every second of a half-court offense when he is out there. And we kind of saw, you know, I mentioned this, uh, I think I was on with you guys before game one, but the fact that without Chris Paul on the floor, what was that pace and tempo going to look like? Maybe that was going to be a higher scoring game because with just Devin Booker out there leading the way, maybe you get out in transition a little bit more, the offense is a little bit quicker, and sure enough, you know, that game goes well over the total. But what's interesting is game two, you get right back to that really slow piece even without Chris Paul out there. Only 90 possessions between the two clubs in game two, and I think that's what you're going to see a little bit more of. And we know the final score 104 to 103, so I would expect that this is going to slow down quite a bit without Chris Paul or with Chris Paul back on the floor and, and look much more like game two than it will game one at this point. And at least we have a large enough sample size to realize that. And even with him going off of the floor, I don't think it's going to be large enough sample sizes, again, minutes-wise, that he's not going to – like, the, the, the game is going to change dramatically, mm-hmm. right, when mm-hmm. he's not out there. Maybe it slows – picks up a little bit, but not to the point where I think it would present a lot of opportunities in-game because he was a positive COVID test, but he was symptom-free by all accounts. I don't think there's any rust. It's just that he hasn't played for a couple of games. I think he'd be at full strength. You know, looking at this game, too, uh, whether or not backing the Clippers or catching a point right now at home, uh, 221.5 is the total. You know, thinking about – what we've discussed over the season because uh, we've had you on the show many times and kind of just figuring out the Suns Mm -hmm. and asking you questions about the Suns. At this point, this matchup, Clippers-Suns, Clippers win it, they're right back in it. Um, How do you see the adjustments going uh, for the Clippers uh, matching up against the Suns tonight? So, you know, I think it's a matter of pick your poison, Pritch, when it comes to the Los Angeles Clippers and what they want to do here, right? Because you saw in game two, Vita Zubac plays 38 minutes, 36 minutes, something like that, and they try to match the size that DeAndre Ayton brings to the table. Mm -hmm. The problem is that Vita Zubac is not the greatest defender, especially out in space, and actually you 
you saw the way he played the screen from Devin Booker at the end of that game, right? Pretty improperly, and it leads to that dunk. But overall, just a guy who gets lost out in space quite a bit. And now... You get Chris Paul back on the floor, a man who thrives in bringing bigs onto him and messing with them with his elite mid-range game. And so I think the adjustment you see today is back to square one and game one, which is Vichy Zubac in that game played 18 minutes. Maybe you see a little bit fewer. You see that small ball lineup come back. Marcus Morris wasn't on the injury report today. So maybe you get more than 25 minutes from him because he had 21 minutes in game one, 25 minutes in game two, didn't really play in the fourth quarter. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. But you'd expect with him not out on the injury report, now that Chris Paul's back, we're going to get small ball of Clippers again. And maybe that means more minutes for Luke Kennard, more minutes for Terrence Mann, more minutes for Nick Batum, all of which played 18 minutes or fewer in game two. I would expect that that's the adjustment that Tyloo makes here because at the end of the day, you could play Zubach out there and you can get destroyed by Chris Paul, or you can go small and say, you know what? One of them is going to beat us. I'd rather put the game in the hands of DeAndre Ayton and have him score 30 and 15 and have that be the way they need to beat us as opposed to Chris Paul and Devin Booker being able to do what they do in pick-and-roll situations. JVT, let's talk offensively for the Clippers now. And we're talking about the defensive adjustments. What is that going to look like out there on the floor? But I think it's the offensive side right now for the Clippers. Now that Chris Paul comes back, and I think you get your starting five out there, and we've kind of seen this is a different perimeter defense when it comes to the athleticism from the Phoenix Suns out there on the perimeter as opposed to what we saw from the Jazz. Not only is the backcourt pretty banged up, but also not the greatest of athletes that can close out the shooters out there. What are you going to – what what adjustments? do you see from the Clippers aside from Paul George needing to make some free throws when it when it really matters uh, as far as offensively for the Clippers to be able to try to con- contain the Suns you know match some baskets and where are they going to go offensively beyond Paul George and or Reggie Jackson hoisting up threes you know I don't know if there needs to be a massive adjustment James right because if you look at it for the two games up to this point they're shooting 40.7 percent from beyond the arc as a club uh, last game out they shot 38 39 percent so the shooting has been there. offensive rating through the two games 116 it fell off a little bit in the last game uh, but we can kind of not chalk it up but you had Paul George put up the shooting performance that he did only one for, uh, only one made three-point attempt and that was in the fourth quarter really poor shooting night overall but still the other role players pretty much Brought their you know brought their way to the table right. Luke Kennard had a really good fourth quarter and overall shot the ball pretty well. So if you get a, a little bit of a reversion of course here for for Paul George. Well, then you're talking about more dribble penetration, more kicking out the shooters for a team that shot 40% so far through two games. So I'm not sure if there is a massive adjustment to be made uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Because as Paul, excuse me, as Chris Paul is a really good player, as I keep getting the Pauls confused, but as Paul, you know, as Chris Paul is a really good player, it, there's also something to be said that, you know, he's not an elite on-ball defender, right? right? He's just a sound defender that's never really going to get lost. So I think you kind of maintain the course here, and you just hope that Paul George has a better shooting night. Because if he does, right, we're talking about a one-point game, and that's the difference in this last contest. And they're still across the board shooting extremely well, something that's their main weapon. All right. Uh, you know, uh, last night's game, um, yeah. we, as we started to show betting across America, everybody was on the Bucks. Uh, when we ended the show, everybody and their mother was on the Bucks. So I got <laughs> on the Hawks. On the money line. Good job, man. Me and you, <laughs> you and me both. Man. Right. Yep. Yeah. Once once the mother got involved, I was like, okay, I got to get on the, on the Hawks. What did you see in game one leading into game two between these two teams? So as I kind of went back and looked at a little bit more of it, you know, so pre- I, I feel like the, the Bucks kind of did what you were supposed to do for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, 
look, they, they play a lot of that drop pick-and-roll coverage, which is anytime there's a pick-and-roll when you're on defense for Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez is going to drop back. He's going to plant himself in the paint, and that leaves you with that open area of the floor in right. the center, right? And, and Trey Young, as we know, is absolutely brilliant when it comes to those floaters. He, it's, it's his area of the floor that he's really going to thrive in. Tim Bontemps of ESPN brought up the stat, the fact that in the second half, Trey Young actually went one of eight on those floater attempts in the second half. And it's kind of just the, okay, if we're going to lose, let's lock down the ancillary pieces. And if Trey Young scores 40, which he ultimately did, then I guess that's how we go down. And I think you still saw some things that you kind of like from Milwaukee on the defensive end, right? And especially when you saw that fourth quarter when they went away from the traditional lineup, put Giannis at center, they're switching everything, and you give up a little bit of size on the offensive boards. But for the most part, I, I didn't hate the game plan as a whole for the Milwaukee Bucks. But I do think... I was on Atlanta for a reason. This is going to be an uber-competitive series. Like, Atlanta can do things well, Mm -hmm. as we saw yesterday, to bother Milwaukee. But Milwaukee has a lot of individual matchups that work for them to the point where I think they're going to win this series. I think they can win it and still in five games, potentially. But I think these are going to be really competitive games. So I I bet Atlanta game one. I already took seven and a half of game two. Until we see the, the market really adjust on that side, I think that's going to be the side I'm going to be on. JVT, so are you saying that Coach Budenheiser is not going to change his defensive game plan? This is who we are. It's our identity and drop coverage. I'll call it soft coverage. Mm-hmm. You letting you letting Trey Young just work the middle of that floor right there, free throw line area. He's going to kill you. You think that they're going to make any adjustments, or this is just who the Milwaukee Bucks are defensively? No, I mean, look, James, it's it's who they've been for three years now, right? Like this is exactly what the probably like for the most part. This is what the problem has been for them. If if you go back to the years in which they have been eliminated, the reason why the Miami Heat were such a good matchup for them because they could exploit a coverage like that and kick it out to shooters. It's exactly what the Toronto Raptors did. You know, I wrote about it before the series against Miami where if you go back to the two years in which they were eliminated, they gave up a total of 38% to both Toronto and Miami in the two previous playoff years because the three-point shooting can get them in that regard. I just And that's why I think this series is going to be competitive because Atlanta can exploit that. But on the flip side, they have enough offensively that they're going to be able to exploit a lot of things themselves against Atlanta, right? No real matchup for Giannis Antetokounmpo you know, being able to go after Trey Young in certain matchups. And so I think that leads to a competitive series, but one that ultimately Milwaukee wins. Tell you what, he's one of the best. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, VSIN senior NBA expert. Uh, great job, as always, here. You're going to be hosting my guys. Yeah, that's right. I'm not even moving from the spot. He's, he's going to stay uh, right I'll there. be here until 4 o'clock. Yeah. So everybody out there, don't go anywhere. Uh, James, um, I, we did a lot today. We covered a lot. Uh, final thoughts uh, on the games, uh, playoff games, uh, both hockey and NBA. Well, you know where I stand. I'm taking the Canadians plus a quarter, and I haven't bet the Suns yet. I'm leaning towards the Suns, but I think I'm going to play that one more so in game because we definitely know we're going to see a desperate effort out of the Clippers tonight. Yeah, I look forward to these games. Uh, uh, good luck uh, tonight. Enjoy them. Uh, we'll see you back here on the program tomorrow. All right. Take care, fellas. Good luck. Absolutely. Uh, James Lane is right there. Uh, that'll do it for our show. Uh, my guys in the desert, Jonathan Von Tobel. Don't go anywhere. It's coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.